intro. I got the intro. We'll just keep that on there. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. This is Matt Jackson and my co-host... Evangelistico. Evangelistico. Definitely not someone else. <laughs> this is Evan. I am here, and I'm ready for the, uh, the terrible puns. Well, you have to say the terrible pun. I know. You're Evan, I know. and I try to keep you on track. I am Evan. I was I was born Evangelistico. Yep. Is what it says on the birth certificate. Yep. We're going to yeah. have to talk louder, Evan. Oh. To talk God. louder. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Evan's a loud mouth. You're a loud mouth. <laughs> I'm a loud mouth. I am. So we are here with our guest, the Gateway Heritage Champion, Jeremy Wyatt. How are you, Jeremy? I'm... Great! <laughs> I bet. I'm good. I'm Happy good. to be here. I'm, are, I'm ecstatic. We are recording this before the final PWCS show. Uh, it is, what time is it? 2.54 p.m. Oh boy. So four are, hours away. Yeah, four hours till bell time. I had a short drive here, so did you. Yep. So did you, Jeremy, I'm sure. Yep. You live right around the corner. Well, I came in from California. Three and a half hours down <laughs> the street. <laughs> no, you live here now, Evan. No, yeah, but you I, have I, I had to come back. from, I had to, yeah, I moved back from California. I know, I, I was with you. We were in the yeah. car, long road trip yeah, back, remember was, that? Yeah, it was a good one. We, <laughs> stuck, we uh, stopped at that one gas station, had the mascot outside, you remember taking the picture? Yeah, 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 see, there you go. great. That's good there. That's good. <laughs> so, I don't know. We normally start these interviews with the whole, like, why did you get into wrestling? So, I guess we'll start there. Why did you get into wrestling? Well, you know, I, one day I just said, what else am I going to do? <laughs> no, uh, no I, you know, obviously I would say, like, 99% of people that are involved in it, uh, you know, loved it as a kid and, uh, you know, just kept watching. And as I, you know, grew up and one day... Uh, I was like, man, I, I should try to do this. And, uh, I mean, I, I honestly didn't know anything existed beyond, like, WWF and WCW right. in America. Like, I had started watching uh, a, a lot of Japanese stuff. Right. And, uh, and then uh, this guy, I went to a friend's house. Uh, well, I went with a friend to a friend's house, and he was he had a best of compilation, like a bit of uh, Christopher Daniels, and I was just like, "What is this shit?" And I was like, "This is the coolest stuff ever," and he's like, "This is indie wrestling," and I was like, "What?" And then, uh, and then after that, you know, uh, I started, you know, look trying to look up stuff, and uh, came across like Harley Race's stuff. I don't know if you asked me how to get involved in wrestling. Well, we can but, go there. Yeah, we're, I'm transitioning yeah. to that right now. <laughs> we produce on the fly here. So Fuck it, brother. That's how I work. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on the fly here. So you're doing our job for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah making going. it easy. So anyways, uh, uh, I found like Harley Race. And at the time, it was like, oh, like $3,000. And I, I was super, super broke. And, uh, and plus, it involved moving to Eldon and all that. And then uh, so I was just like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. And then uh, I eventually found this place that was doing open tryouts for NWA Kansas up in oh, St. Joe, Missouri. I remember them. And uh, yeah, and then so I uh, that's that's uh, that's how I got my foot in the door. And then uh, you know, fucking here I am, 18 years later, <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm living something. I'm living something. <laughs> so the NWA Kansas was that Joe McDonald back then? No, that was before Joe. Oh. Uh, this wow. was a uh, Steve Estes. Okay, I've the, heard the, that the name. The carniest individual in the history of professional wrestling. Like I, I probably could not have found a worse place to start my wrestling career. <laughs> I don't know. We, ours, ours started with a uh, ring on the side of a trailer with one Jordan Lacey who had about six months' experience. No, that's pretty bad. But, uh, <laughs> but. I, uh, Jordan, Jordan taught me everything I know. Yeah, I it shows. Yes, it does. Show. <laughs> You're horrible in the ring. You know I, I am. I really am. You know, it's just self-admitting here. I, I was never that good. That's why I'm always a character. That's you know, right. Make That's up right. Things, That's you know. right. But uh, I'll never be as good as that Buddy Shepard. That's I'll true. Tell you that oh, much. fuck Buddy Shepard. <laughs> but, uh... Oh. So, Estes. Oh, yeah. Steve Estes. Okay, so anyways, if you want the... So, I call Steve Estes. I, they have this tryout, and uh, it's like in uh, August of 2001. And it says it's an open tryout, so I call him. I'm like, hey, man, I don't have any experience. And he's like, oh, that's fine. This is for, you know, everybody. So, uh, and he's like, it's Friday night. 
uh, Friday. It was like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. And, and, but it didn't cost any money. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and so I went up there to St. Joe on a, on a Friday. And I get to the to the to where the training center is, which is like the the ring was in the back of a snake shop. Hmm. Yeah. Fucking weird. Uh, and so I'm just like... Have we ever asked where a proper ring should be put? Where I don't know, in a building that's not a snake shop. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't even think you need air conditioning, but in a building with no snakes is a nice start. So, but you always hear that, though. Like People are always like, yeah, the, the training place was in the weirdest location. Yeah, yeah, well, when you go to shit places, it's usually a shit spot. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah. and so uh, we get up there, and like no one's at the building. And I'm just like, what's going on here? This isn't good. And so eventually this old fucking curmudgeon guy shows up he looks like he literally looks like Danny DeVito's penguin in, in, in Batman Returns like he looks like that so he's taller but he's just he's just an old curmudgeon just ugly human being and I'm like this is the guy I was like oh, hey man I'm so and so and he just was oblivious to the fact that we even had talked three days prior wow. and, then, and then he's like well this this tryouts for people he's like do you have any experience I was like no and he's like, well, this is, this is for people with experience. And I was like, dude, I literally told you three days ago. I don't have any. <laughs> and then so, like, I just was like, okay, uh, what the fuck do I do now? And so I hung out, like, outside for, like, 30 minutes, just like, man, this sucks. And then uh, one of his workers shows up. I use that term loosely, worker. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so he's just like, who are you guys? And I was like, because a couple buddies went with me. And, uh, you know, they were smart. They never returned after that weekend. So they, they, got, they, they got out of the wrestling business very, very quickly. But, uh, and so anyways, he talked Steve into letting us stay to do this tryout. And so the tryout technically didn't begin till Saturday. And so we're like, all right, we were told, you know, so Steve ended up letting us spend the night in the snake shop. And so I just slept in the ring, mm -hmm. but me and my buddies had never been in a ring. So we were like, fuck it, we're going to wrestle like all night long because if this tryout doesn't go well, we probably will never be in a ring ever again. So we're like doing shit off the top rope and like putting each other in submission holds and just all sorts of really dumb shit. Right. And so like by the time the next day comes Saturday morning, uh, you know, we probably slept for like an hour and uh, like people start filing in for the tryout and they're all looking at us like, who the fuck are these guys? Because they were <laughs> workers. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Uh, guys. Yeah. And so, uh, and then like Ed Schumann, he showed up oh, for wow. it. Because this is when like they were trying to like right. really NWA Midwest yep. going. Yep, yep. And so anyways, long story short, which has already been a long story, so it's not short. That's a lie. I'm a hill. That's what we do. Uh, <laughs> so we end up, they have us work a tag match. Never working before. Oh Jesus! Uh, and I took a choke slam in this tag match. <laughs> Never even taken a bump before, and uh, so like I actually took the bump halfway decent. And so they basically they grabbed me and had me go to the back, and they were like, "Who are you with?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? Who am I with?" And they're like, "And like I've done a couple things in the match that like." I reversed a hammerlock. And I'm like, right. dude, I watch wrestling. Like, I, like, rewound a hammerlock a thousand times to see how they did it right. And they're like, you're too good to never have any experience. And I was thinking to myself, well, maybe these guys just suck really bad. <laughs> and, and, like, I'm, like, I'm confident for never being in a ring before other than last night and us fucking jumping around like idiots. And so, anyways, finally, they were, like, convinced that I haven't trained. I wasn't, like, with the rival promotion oh, down yeah, the you street. Are, you are in a mole. Yeah, and so... And then, uh, so the weekend comes and goes, and they're like, well, if you're interested in doing this, blah, blah, blah. And so, the first day that I was supposed to go train was September 11th. Oh, wow. Like, the yes, September the, 11th? The, oh, no. the September 11th. So, I called... So, not even the biggest terrorist attack <laughs> in the history of the country. Like, you know what, maybe, I, maybe someone's trying to tell me not to get in this yeah. business. So, so I, I call, because this is the day I'm supposed... It's a Tuesday. Because Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays are the days that they do training. So, I call, and I'm like, hey, man, are you guys still having training with, you know... Steve's oblivious to the terrorist attack. To what had happened that day? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and, and he's like, he's like, no man, come on up, we're good to go. Of course, <laughs> of course. And so I go and train, and uh, you know, here I am. Well, I, I I pay him 
more money than I should have, and I trained myself, and uh, here we are today. So you're saying your first day of training was the September 11th. <laughs> that is what I am saying. <laughs> Jeez yes. Louise. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you can put so together. So when September 11th comes around, it's a really sad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like very yeah. sad day. America, <laughs> me, wrestling. <laughs> My life choices in America. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah, it's very, it's, uh, yeah, that was the, my first day of official training was uh, September 11th. So. And then I had my very first match uh, one month and two days later, October 13th, 2001. Was that in St. Joe? It was in uh, Lenexa, Kansas. They put me on the card because I sold 30 tickets. <laughs> hey, so, hell yeah. Was I, I, did, I, did not, I did not get paid like I sold 30 tickets, though. <laughs> No, this this was a this was a one. Yeah, this was a business in 01. Were you? This was an NWA Kansas show. Yeah, because I remember the first time I ever met you was at an NWA Kansas show, but I don't know where it was. It was the fuck was that? All I know is I worked with Gary. I got busted hard way, and then um, I was in a battle royal in which I thought Strider was gonna fucking kill me in it, but he didn't. Thank God. I thought he was going to, but I just remember getting busted hard way. Like we did a flatliner, and me and Gary hit heads, and then Strider's like fucking butterfly stitcher. He's like, "You'll still be good for the battle royal." And I was like, oh, "Okay, I guess I will be." You say so. Harrison, Missouri, is where that was. Okay, see, that was that was like 2005. Was that 2005? Yeah, because yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't work for because Joe McDonald didn't take over like the NWA stuff until. Probably like two thousand three or four. That sounds right. When they like they started up like uh, MR or was MRW? Yes, right. Because I remember him. It was Joe and like a dude like Screech. Or yeah, something uh, like that. what the? Uh, I just know that Dave, dude's balls ended up on a show once. Dave, some yeah. Anyway, some really annoying. Dave guy. Chapman. That's it. Dave, Dave Chapman. Chapman. Some really boom. Basically, <laughs> he looked like. He looked like a scrawny, strung out David Arquette. Right, yeah, yeah. And they, like, he, legit. He did a show once, the spot, because <clears throat> we used to go up to these shows with our trainer, Nick Not that Tyson. that ruffles any feathers, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Evan, you don't care about that. No, no, no. I was never involved in <laughs> So we used to go to the MRW with Nick Tyson. And yeah. this great, or Dave, Dave Chapman, Chapman fella, a, yep. the spot happens on the show where he gets pantsed. But homeboy is wearing leather pants, so his fucking underwear come with it, and this dude's cock and balls are just on display in front of a fucking crowd because they drew good crowd. Yeah, they drew fucking packed house. This dude's dicks out just in the wind, and I in the wind, dropping in the breeze. Like what the fuck? So that's, but the, he don't stick around long because no, I, they had a, like a falling out. Well, it's just Chapman, him, and then uh, yeah, the, Violent Jay Castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That fucking guy. Yeah, and then yeah, Joe kind of took it over straight. See, I didn't come. I didn't like because dude, I was like blackballed from everyone for like the first four years of my wrestling because I was like, I started with Estes, so I was oh, like, okay. I was guilty by association. Like, I, this is, you know, when you had to send out fucking tapes to everybody. Right, yeah. I would send out tapes or call people or whatever, or send emails. Right. And uh, not get a single response from anybody. But then <laughs> I started doing a mask gimmick. And then I'd send out stuff under my mask gimmick. And I'd get responses, like, almost, like, within a couple days. Like, huh. from the same people that wouldn't respond to me. And then it'd be like... Well, where did you train? And I'm like, well, God damn it, here goes this gimmick. I'm fucked because I'm gonna have to say where I trained, and now I'm like, I'm not gonna get a response. And then be like, oh, Steve Estes. And then you don't hear anything. So like, it, like my first, the first four years of wrestling. I mean, everything was obviously way fucking different than it is now. Like, right. I mean, it's it's set up for it's so easy now for people that are like young. And oh starting. yeah, I mean, you get to do VHS tapes, and then MySpace came around, and that yeah. was fun. So. Yeah, so that made it a little bit. But like the first four years of wrestling, like I think I was able to like able to get on like two shows that weren't Steve shows. Hmm. Uh, but everyone in the area that I tried to get a hold of, they'd just be like. You're an Estes guy. Fuck you. And I'm just like, dude, I just fucking like, I just want to wrestle, man. Right, I, was yeah. trying to, I was just trying to get involved somehow. And I was a fucking idiot and went to this place. <laughs> Heaven forbid, I went to somewhere shitty. So, yeah. So I, I got finally like, once I got the into CSW, because it's like somebody, <clears throat> somebody saw me 
on one of these like really shitty shows and they were friends with guys that were involved with CSW like someone knew Strider right and they're like man this guy ain't too bad for you know for like working these shit shows like he's pretty good and it could be a lot better if he could work better people and then that's kind of how I got my foot in the door there and then once I got in there it was a lot easier to get booked right you know kind of wherever around you know the midwest It, it, it eased up a lot but like the first fucking four years man like were a nightmare like if people had to deal with that stuff now, they they would run to Twitter, cry about it, and then like a thousand people would be like, "It's okay, man." Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't have a thousand people to cry to, and they say it's okay, man. They start a promotion so you could work there. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Get that brother brother thing going. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you get into CSW, and you worked with a fair amount mm-hmm. of uh, name talent in uh, mm-hmm. CSW, right? Yeah, I, uh, I did. A mat- I had a. Like, my first big, big match, which at the time was also, like, my ultimate dream match, was against Chris Daniels. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the guy who, like, basically introduced me to the whole world of, like, indie re- independent wrestling. Right. And so I got to work him, and uh, <clears throat> that was, like, 2000, June of 2006. And we had, like, a, we had a really good match. It was, like, the best match I had ever had at that point in time. But I also, like, he ran circles around me, and I knew it. Like, I mean, he was... I mean, we wrestled, it was like a 25-minute match, and I was dying, <laughs> and he was just completely fine, and I was just like, I'm never letting that happen to me ever again, and then, uh, so that match was like a big match just as far as like, I need to get in better like cardio condition, right. and like, if I want to like truly hang with guys like this, like I got to be in better fucking shape. Right. And, uh, and like I said, and plus like, it was like, I watch it back, you know, after that. And I'm just like, man, this is like the biggest carry job. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I did well, but I, but I was just like, man, goddamn, man. Like he is like head and shoulders above anything I could imagine being, you know, at the time. And, uh, so that was a big one. And I, was, I got to do a tag match with Samoa Joe Oh, which was which was a lot of fun. It was me and uh, fuck. I think it was me and Wild Wade Chisholm against, against <sighs> Wild Wade Chisholm. against Samoa Joe and uh, Steve Fender. Superstar Steve. Yep. Hell uh, yeah. So got to do that. Um, Wild Wade Chisholm. Man, that's an old name. Yeah, me. They. they man, we had had a fun little tag team. Like me and him teamed against. Uh, also teamed against uh, Darian Sanders and uh, Matt Seidel. Mm. Uh, Darian Sanders. Yeah. All yeah. those old Last time. from the past here, brother. Yeah. It tells you how fucking old I mm. am. I remember Darian. Yeah. I remember him kicking fucking Nick Tyson once so hard. Oh, that dude, he kicks like a fucking horse, man. <laughs> oh time. my god, I think Sharpay kicks hard. Like, Goddamn, Darian. Boom! I haven't seen Tyson in many years, but for years after that, he had a bruise on his bicep. For years. Oh, I don't know. Darian kicked Darian kicked hard. Hard. Yeah, I remember and that. And that's back when everyone was kicking. Unsafe. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to snap, Mary. You would kick you as hard as I can. Right. Because I saw it on ROH. Yep. And yep. then, so, yeah, Darian would kick you. I mean, like, your whole body would shake. Like, your fingers wouldn't go numb when that dude would fucking kick you in your back. I never had to work him, thank God. Yeah, thank I did quite God. a bit. I yeah. Quite a bit. I mean, we had some fun matches, and, and like... You know, back then you don't know any fucking better. That's just well, like, right. oh, that's what they're doing there. Everyone's yeah. doing Everybody it. did that back then. Like if but, you came into that old like if you started around the time Ring of Honor had their first show, everyone was doing Snapmare, kick to the back. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody was beating shit out of everybody. Everybody. And unsafe because you just yeah. you just fucking did it. Yep. Jesus. So, you have the matches at CSW. You had a series of Strider there, right? Mm, that was yep. a pretty brutal fucking yeah, thing. We, uh, yeah, we, like, uh, our our final quote-unquote blow-off there in CSW was a no-roped barbed wire match. Yeah, I uh, seem to remember that. <clears throat> that's why my uh, left nipple looks like an exclamation point. So. From that match. Yeah, so, I was hardcore before being hardcore was cool. When I didn't know how to work. That's what I did. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. And now and then and then I was like I was like this sucks, man. Like this shit hurts. Like I have like 75 cuts on my body after this match. So I was like I need to learn how to wrestle better. <laughs> I'm just kidding hardcore guys. It's fine. If you have any complaints or uh if you're hardcore Oh yeah, guys, if you have any complaints in your hardcore. Hill Joe Bye. Hill Money Joe Bye. 
Thank you, Evan. Yeah, Thank no you. problem there. No, Daddy. but like, there, there was a time where I was like leaning, because I, I mean, I still kind of have that philosophy. Like, I have nothing against people that do like hardcore stuff. There's like, there, there takes a special kind of guy to fucking want to do that kind of stuff. Sure. And the guys that do it really well do it well, really, yeah, I, really I think well. there's an art form to but it when you know what you're doing. It's also, there's a big difference now in those type of matches than there was back then. Too. Right, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, but yeah, so anyways, that, that barbed wire match, like, like, it, what's funny though, is like, if I had that match today, it would go fucking viral, and right. like, it would be, like, everybody would be like, trying to get me in deathmatch tournaments after seeing that fucking uh. match, because he gave me a, he gave me a, a powerbomb into the barbed wire, the barbed wire snapped, and yeah. I fell and landed all the way on the floor. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Uh, I mean, we, like. So what you're saying is, is get that match leaked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it, do it. Yeah. This is Jeremy Wyatt, eleven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I he did this kind of stuff. I remember that. The things I remember about those later CSW days or stuff like that. I remember Payday Patterson. I remember that guy was really good. Yeah, he could like I if he would have stuck with it. I the only, yeah. like in hindsight looking back, like I think he was like too reckless yeah, yeah, for his he, yeah. own good. This fucking guy, Evan, did a miss like one of his moves, not a move he did in big matches or what he did this move every match he had almost. Yeah. Missile drop kick from the top rope to the fucking floor yeah. and he just eat ate it. shit. He just right. eat it every time. The guy would take the back bump, but he would just eat the fucking floor yeah. every time. Missile drop kick from the top to the it was unreal. But he he's a dude who could have been really yep. really good if he because he, he he only really was around for about four years right. or so, and then he fucking he took off and and he was like a painter now. Yeah, he became shit. like a painter and the guy yeah. I always thought was really good. The big thing though back then, which now when you do it, everyone's like, oh, that's a dick move, and it's kind of made its rounds. But back chops. But Strider was big on back chops, and so was this payday pass. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember him coming to GCW. It was his debut. It was like a double shot weekend. Night one, he's in a scramble. And it's like him, Sean Vincent, Stephen Kennedy, other people I don't remember. And he worked how he worked. Mm -hmm. He beat the fuck out of everyone in that match. And I knew he would, so I'm watching it at the fucking gorilla position. Because I just want to see what everyone does as they're coming to the back. Oh, they were fucking pissed. Sean Vincent comes stomping through. This motherfucker beat this shit back, chopped me. He's unsafe. Oh, they were so mad. Yeah, but that's like that's how those CS. I mean, right? Like, that's rightly or wrongly. I mean, right. CSW shows were fucking you. You they were physical. Right. Like, yeah. You, this dude was physical, and he was the best worker in that match. Don't get me wrong. I but yeah. But, I would like to see that dude calm down a bit for his own health, but like in the business today. Oh yeah, man, he'd be really good. He would be fucking like great. if he if he just would have. Well, you say if you would have calmed down, but then you see guys that do really ridiculous shit well, get sure. everywhere. So, right. I mean, so it's a, yeah, <coughs> Gary. Right, Gary. But this guy, this guy even did crazier shit. Than yeah, no, nah, like, like what Gary does is like a, on a three scale compared to like Payday. This Payday was like he had a three stages of hell match with Strider, where they had to go to the hospital afterwards, and the fucking people at the hospital were convinced they had been in a fucking car accident. Like their injuries were so bad from those yeah. three matches. That the hospital like you've been in a car accident, and they're like, no, we were. I don't we're know in spandex, told. brother. Right. It was no car accident. This guy was unreal. I still have some of the DVDs because, like, yeah, that's one thing I'm glad I did in my early years, like going to wrestling, is I collected DVDs. From yes, same. everywhere. So I have a and lot. Then, of the, those. the cool thing was back then, a lot of times the promoters they'd just be like, they'd have extra copies and throw them your way, and yep. be like, cool, man, I can watch my match this way, right? Instead of watching it on a VHS tape that's right. been rewound 47 times and you know, fucking all grainy and shitty right now. Well, well, in the day of live stream now, though, <coughs> all of those matches that kind of happened in that DVD era, you know, 10 years from now are going to get lost. So oh, yeah. I'm glad I have some yeah. of that shit because that dude always just stands out to me because he did a yeah, whole Yeah, no, of he could have been really, really... I mean, he was... For, for that time, he was good. He could have been really, really good. Right. So moving on from there is LWA stuff. I don't remember how you got booked. I imagine I booked you for LWA. Yeah, it was, it was just but from, I don't remember. Just from coming <laughs> to CSW shows. It yeah. was just like one day it was like, "Hey, want to come over to St. Louis and wrestle?" Cuz yeah. I, I th no, actually I think it was maybe through It might have been through Could it have been through Nick Tyson? No, it might have been Did you do the very last 
GCW shows. Yeah, well, that weekend they had a, like a back. A, I only worked GCW one time, well, two times, and it was their very final weekend. And they had a Friday and Saturday show. No, I was fired from GCW. Okay. Well, by maybe then. it wasn't there. I don't know. Then maybe it was just from CSW. But yeah, it was, yeah. was two thousand six ish at some time. I came right. came I, over there. That's an unbelievable. That you would think I would remember. <laughs> Figuring I would have been the one to do that. You would, but see, back it had to have been me because. Yeah. And so it had to have been. Yeah, because you, like, you'd bring me, Tyler Cook, yep. and uh, start Mark Sterling over. Yeah. Yep. Like a little, a little car. You know, right. Car, car of three. And maybe Strider. Strider would come with us. Yeah, too, Strider so. did the first, at least, he, he did a couple, because he did a three-match series with Adam Raw yeah. that was really good. Yeah. Uh, he had to have done some other shit there, but I don't, I don't remember. Strider came for a bit, then he stopped coming, but I don't. Yeah, that's kind of during. He kind of slowed down for a while because like, yep. he had a period at right then where he kind of like, I won't say completely like retired. Nobody fucking retires from wrestling, no. but he had a you know a hiatus. And then he when Metro came back or when Metro Pro started in two thousand ten, that's when he like picked it back up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um. So we're not gonna sit here and <laughs> dive into the whole LWA, but you were LWA champion. Yeah. So is there anything? From that run that you remember? Oh, yeah. I had, uh, I remember me and uh, Seth, well, Tyler Black at the time, Seth Rollins now, uh, had a really, really fun match. Uh, it was like in one of my first title defenses. Yep. Uh, and the, cool, the, the coolest thing about that match, what I find hilarious is I think I bumped him twice the whole match, and the match was like super good. Yeah. Super, really good super match. good. Uh, I had uh, a really good match with uh, D- uh, Ruddick. We had like a couple like really fun matches. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if he's his name is if he's been Watt on these well, or well, not. Well, but... well, no, we 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 covered in our archives. We covered him. Donovan Ruddick's a guy that wrestled for us in LWA. Who eventually goes on to murder his ex girlfriend. Yeah. We've caught we've covered that before he murdered. Yeah. He was a. Uh... He he was a pain in the ass. Like oh, he was co- yeah. he was cool with me God. because like for whatever reason like he respected me and like would listen to my ideas and stuff. But he was a pain in the ass. Oh, like as far as like just. I thought I was gonna fight him one show at Veta Sports Complex. Like he got real real mad about the booking of something, and he was flying off the handle. He started <clears throat> punching the bleachers, and I was like, my God. I'm gonna have to fight this man. Luckily, I had Adam Raw with me because I mean Ruddick was a big old dude, and obviously, I, you know, see what happened, yeah, what he's capable yeah, of. So, yeah. you know, was... and then uh, there was two other matches I remember pretty. I had a match with uh, Jordan Lacey. Fans bring the weapons. I remember that. one. That's pretty... why you'll have a job with me until I drop dead. Yeah, you owe me, brother, for life <laughs> for that one because I. You know, you probably should have told me no. And even when I asked you, when I asked you to do it, I was like, yeah, if he tells me no, I understand that. <laughs> but you, you See, said, uh, yeah. I'm a nice guy. You did it, and it was a good match. You think I'm an asshole, people, but I'm a nice guy. I don't just go out and tell promoters to go fuck themselves when I'm like, why are you fucking doing it? Internally, I'm like, god damn it, why, why, why? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, we actually had a, like a pretty solid match. I remember like I climbed to the top of the... Uh, Whatever the fuck that thing was. Yeah, this was in like, Granite City. Yeah, it was like, edge. I don't know, 15 feet up, and yeah. I did like a dive off the top, you know. Did Should he catch I? you? Uh, other people did. Yeah, so Like, Eric know. Allen was like security. He was one of the people that kind of like caught me. Yeah, like, Lacey was terrible at catching people. And so, uh, well, yeah, he was super fucking terrible. I had another one with him. Actually, that brings back memories to another match. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I did the, I used to, when I could jump, uh, I used to do the fucking, the, the, the Undertaker dive over the top. <laughs> it was in House Springs. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Jordan Lacey does not. He kind of throws his shoulder out there, and I basically like graze him and eat the fucking uh, the the guardrail. Yep. And uh, so I was kind of angry about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he ends up. We do something. There's a point in the match. He ends up giving me a snapmare. and he gives me like one of those fucking kicks to the back as hard as he fucking can. And, like, I'm all about selling. I love selling. 
I know sold this fucking thing, popped up and said, you motherfucker! And hit him as hard as I could. And he was probably terrified of me for like months after that. Yeah. Like he thought I legitimately wanted to fucking like kick, oh, yeah. kick his ass. He was pissed. Or you were pissed. Oh God, I, was, I don't get I don't get mad very often like in matches. Like even like, yeah, it shit happens, whatever. But like that, that's about the maddest I've ever been in a match. Yeah, I remember after that. You don't have to name names, but is he the only person where you've ever had to go to, to the booker and go, hey, uh, maybe we don't do any more matches of me and him? Because I remember you yes, did that. Yes, <laughs> yes, And yes. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Fair enough. You yeah, had to. yeah. He's, he, actually, he actually is the only person I've ever said, like, I can't do that one anymore. Uh, and then, uh, and then oh, I remember the match it? to Casey where I lost the title. Yeah. Like I, I remember that was like a really fun. It was like I don't fuck thirty forty. Minutes yeah, it was like forty long. minute match. Uh, so I remember that one. So th- those are the ones I remember. A couple of them I wish I didn't remember. Cool. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to discuss uh, NWL stuff, Metro Pro stuff, current Anarchy stuff. We'll be back. All right, we're back. Thought it would give me a second, but nope. We start fucking recording. <laughs> All right, so we can I, we can touch on like the first run of Anarchy Boss, the group Boss. You actually named Boss. Yes. That was uh, your name. I don't remember what it stood for. Uh man, something of selected superstars. Something. Uh, I, well, I don't know. It's a corny name, but it stuck. So. Right? Yeah, we used it, and you had a little like tag run with Christian Rose. Yeah, we with, had some fun. We actually had some pretty fun matches. Like I yeah. remember, we like made the the. Tag finals of the tournament and t- took on the hooligans. Yep. Uh, and that was like a really fun match. Uh, we did like a l- I remember doing like a little deal where we, you know, injured uh, Devin, so he had to go be sent to the back, and then like he came back out and everybody right. was like, oh, you know, and so right. that was like a cool, that was a really cool match. I remember that match pretty well. So. Uh, we're not going to talk a whole bunch about the first run of Anarchy. I want to get into Metro Pro stuff because you had a uh, really big run there mm-hmm. where uh, Chris did the, uh, what do you call that? Like the Wyatt versus the World Tour yeah. where you have to wrestle guys like TJ Perkins, Kyle O'Reilly. Did you wrestle Kyle during yes, that? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, both of the, both those guys actually. Uh, Perkins, O'Reilly. I remember both of those matches. Um, yeah. Adam Pierce. Couple times, me and him had a lot of really fun matches. And what's funny, what's funny about that run is like the whole time I was babyface, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Which was, uh, I don't know, that's probably hard for people to fathom who did not see it at the time. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, come on, people, let's go. <laughs> which uh, you can see a lot of that if you go to YouTube and search Metro Pro Wrestling. Yeah, they're a little bit difficult to find because like the way Chris has them is they're all under like episodes. Yeah, it's epi- mo- like most of the stuff is like under episodes. But I mean, if you want to hunt and peck a bit, there's all kinds of good shit on there. Yeah, man, he had a he had a really good thing going. I loved it there. Uh, Met- Metro is one of Metro my Metro is super fun, man. Favorite super runs. Fun place. Uh, and Turner Rack is like one of my favorite places to wrestle. Yeah, that place is great. so fun, man. Just like just the cool coming out on that stage and yeah. when that place is packed, just seeing yep. everybody like just kind of engulfing the ring yep. on the three sides, and then yep. yeah, man, that uh, that place was a lot of fun. Chris had a really cool thing there. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Metro. Um, so then you know Metro starts to come mm-hmm. to an end once NWL is going to start up, but. Actually, before we ever know about NWL, you were going to retire, correct? Well, I was going to no longer take bookings. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hate saying retire. <laughs> just it just seems so silly. You don't have a four hundred one k? Not for not, not that, for not, wrestling. Not for this job. My I, other one, yes, yeah, I have I, a very good one. I got <laughs> six figures waiting for me when I quit this business, but I'm just not ready to go yeah, yet. I understand. So I understand. Make those twenty dollar paydays. Yeah. I mean, why would why, why I want more money? Yeah, I uh, right actually, um, NWL. <clears throat> it's funny. The uh, initial major appearing happened literally like two weeks after my quote unquote final match with right. Strider. And uh, me and Chris are good friends. I mean, that's why he booked me all the time, you know. I, I played the brother brother card. You got that Gary rub that he gets from yeah, me. Yeah. That Chris no, gets, nothing nothing that to Chris. do with actually being good at the wrestling part <laughs> that, that of it. It's just you were friends. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but anyways, yeah, we had this whole, like, we had a run with Strider where he was, you know, evil commissioner. 
and it was uh, we we kind of riffed off the uh, the flair retirement gimmick where mm-hmm. you know you wrestle until I lose. Once I lose, you know I right. retire. Blah blah blah. And so he would throw all these guys at me. Like one of the matches was Chris. Like the quick little cool story is one of the matches was Christopher Daniels. So this is Christopher Daniels in 2015, December no January 2015, which would be you know eight and a half years after our the one match we had. Right. And so in uh, this match was we went like 35 minutes. I didn't get blown up at all. Uh, I felt like I was his equal. So, like, as far as just, like, a long-term, like, I got in the, back in the ring with that guy and put on a performance, like, that I could be proud of. Right. Like, so, that was, like, super cool. Like, it was either going to be Chris Daniels or AJ Styles, that show. Right. Because that was when, but AJ was, like, super expensive at the oh, time. And rightfully so. But it was going to be one of those two guys that Chris was looking at. And then uh, he ended up getting Daniels. And, uh, and so, which... Like, wrestling styles would have been awesome, but, like, for me personally, I think just the kind of, like, the gratification of working Daniels again and having that, like, that match as the match, you know, as opposed to the one, uh, it was very uh, satisfying. So, anyways, uh, so so Matt Cage was a guy I faced during that, Christian Rose was a guy I faced, Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys. ACH? Uh, no, I faced ACH before all that. Because you got ACH in the Metro, which is really what opened the door for me and Vega yeah. and Jake and Pitcher. <clears throat> yeah, because I worked, I worked ACH on a yeah. show. Jake, do you mean, by Jake, do you mean me? As yeah, a, by, you, like, by you. Uh, That's how you got a, the Metro. Uh, on a uh, Yuletide Terror. <laughs> yep. It was like 2011. I worked ACH. Yep. And, uh, you know... Chris was like, so how'd the show go, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I work, you know, this guy named ACH. And he's like, how is he? And I was like, oh, man, he's really good. I was like, you should definitely bring him over. Like, I was like, he was, he's like, you want to work him? I was like, hell yeah, I want to work him. (laughs) Yeah, I'll work him. And so, uh, so then, yeah, we had a series of matches. uh, Yeah. Probably three or four. And uh, they were all really, really good. uh, Really, really fun. But, yeah, that's kind of how... Like a lot of St. Louis, we were able to. to well, over. we were being kept out of Metro by the fabulous people that run another St. Louis local promotion. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Would, that would bury us all. Yeah, the they were kind of. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know. Well, watch what you say about them. You don't want to get threatened with a gun now. <laughs> Jesus, I'm just saying it's happened. But I, I've heard through the grapevine it happened before to somebody else. Really? Yeah. We're gonna talk about that on break, <laughs> but uh, for yeah. The, but yeah, ACH coming over kind of opened the like, yeah, it really I, did. I don't know floodgates, I guess, for everyone else from <laughs> yeah. St. Louis. But then that's when a lot of guys started coming over, and uh, yeah. So, anyways, all that blah blah blah. Uh, so we lead to me and Strider. Basically, it's an unsanctioned match. Yeah, it was crazy. I, uh, I, I was there for that live. And see, and the thing is, like, as crazy as our barbed wire match was, I think this match was even crazier. But but again, it's one of those matches where. People saw it, they'd be like, holy shit! But the only people that saw it were the people in Kansas City, the people in the, you know, there's 450, 500 people there that fucking were going insane. Yeah, it was great. Uh, That might be, atmosphere-wise, that's definitely one of, if not the top match I've had, just as far as just strictly atmosphere. Like the, the, the War Horse one... Back in July, was the, the atmosphere for that was really, really awesome because everyone and their mom thought he was going to win. And then, so everybody was just up the whole time for it. Right. I mean, that was great, great atmosphere. But like, just ultimate atmosphere was probably that oh, one. Oh, yeah, Strider. It, was, it was unreal. Strider yeah, was bleeding buckets. Yeah, and we, yeah. we brought out the fucking old barbed wire baseball bat uh, that people would shit their pants if they saw. Like, they'd be like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, like, Strider bled so much, I look like... I had bled so much. Like, I was just dr- covered in Strider blood. Uh, and we did we did some nutty... Like, we did a suplex out of the bleachers, onto the, the gym yep. floor, yep. Uh, onto the big pile of chairs. Yep. That's uh, so where I got the, uh, the idea with the War Horse match <laughs> from. Like, yeah, that went over really well in that one. The bump sucks! Yeah. That... If we're going to pull back the curtain, the bump sucks! <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, so that was, and mainly more than anything, it was just uh, 
the whole idea of just being done with wrestling at the time was, uh, man, my body was just like super beat up. Like I, I mean, I was, plus I, I mean, I wasn't in as good a shape, like phys, I mean, like cardio wise, I, I was in great shape. I, I did like three Ironman matches with no sweat, like in a couple year period. Uh, so cardio wise, I was fine, but like just physically I was carrying, like I was, shit man, I was, 30 pounds heavier than I am now and uh, and just my body my joints and like my like I've, I've had like a shitty wrist and knee for I mean 15 years and those were really really bothering me at that point I was just like and plus I was just like man what the fuck else am I gonna do around here because I'm right. not like really I'm not trying I'm not trying to travel anywhere and at the time it's funny how like just wrestling shifts so much like I had a, uh, you know, I did some extra stuff with WWE and uh, knocked it out of, like, cut the best promo I've ever cut in my life, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, it's like, uh, how old are you? And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> and I was so 37. When, and they were just like, eee! And now, you know, like, four years later, if I said I was 37, they probably wouldn't give one fuck. No, you know? Yeah, so it's just like, I was like, well, there's no chance of that ever happening. And even if there was, like, that's something I don't know that I ever, like, just the idea of being on the road 200, 250 days a year, just, I don't know. I don't know if it would ever appeal to me. Right. So it was just kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I... I Fucking, I hurt getting out of bed every day, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to be done. And so I was done for a few months. And then, uh, yeah, then NWL. Yeah, like initially, Chris was telling me about it. And I was like, God damn, of course this thing's going to come around <laughs> right when I decide to be done. And so, so then I was like, well, I was like, maybe I can just come back and do a mass gimmick. I was like, I'll just do a mass character, just like kind of like mid card mass gimmick, blah, blah, blah. That was the idea for like, a few months. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, I just started, like, hearing more and more about it and was, like, getting more and more excited. And then I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, great. Strider. That last <laughs> match isn't my last match anymore. <laughs> and then, uh, and then so, but I didn't want to just come back and be the, like, exact same thing. So I was like, man, I'm going to, so I, like, Went on like a super strict diet, super strict workout regimen. Uh, lost, man, like 36 pounds. Got like really lean. Uh, my body felt a lot better, just not carrying the extra weight. Um, and then, I, but I was like, I need like uh, something different enough. And at the time, like, you know, a lot of guys were doing different names but right you're one of the few people that kept their name and that's just because like i was just going to wrestle for nwl i didn't right. like because a lot of all the other guys were doing their other stuff everywhere else but right. i was just like you know like i was like this is cool and i'm gonna wrestle enough and i ended up wrestling way more than i thought i was going to because yeah. i ended up being like on pretty much every single show after a few months yeah and so i mean they were you know i mean they ran 50 yeah, 55 shows. And yeah, then we that. were running at least twice a weekend, every weekend pretty much. So it was like, ah, uh, you know, like, oh, I'll, I'll wrestle twice a month. No big deal. This will be really fun. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then, but, uh, but so anyways, I was like, ah, I need a new, like, I'll keep my name because I don't want to be like, you know, fucking Michael McGillicuddy or whatever, you know, and come up with a whole new shtick. I was like, I'll change it up enough. And then, so I was like, I don't want to be the rebel, uh, and because I mean that was that's just my Rebel is my middle name. That was my creative. Uh, this is my wrestling name, the Rebel Jeremy Wyatt. So I was like, I'll I'll come up with some little moniker that I think will kind of like be different but kind of fit. And then um, so I just got spitballing stuff, and <clears throat> I wanted something that was like king-ish, like not like a riff off like you know the king, but like just like wrestling royalty type, blah blah blah. And I'm a huge baseball fan. Uh, Kansas City used to have a Negro League team called the Kansas City Monarchs. Monarchs is royalty. And then it just all started, the idea just started snowballing together there. And then uh, and then just the ideas of like the look, I wanted something different that, than I had previously. So I was like, 
well, I mean, growing up, Sting and Macho Man were my favorite wrestlers. So, like, let's kind of, like, borrow a little bit of that. Something super colorful, you know, and then piece it all together, and then, boom. There it was. So, you're running NWL. <laughs> we end up forming the uh, foundation group of you, Strider, Lucy, Ace Steel. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Very, like, that ton of fun, man. That was, uh, that, I mean... That was some of the most fun like I've had just because me and Strider have been good friends for quite a while and through that foundation stuff like Ace Steel is like one of my best friends now yeah you know and it's because of I mean we were cool with each other and like we were friendly and you know on good terms but right because of that stuff I mean like he's a guy like I literally talk to him right. Yeah, I Four or five times a week, if not every day. You right. Know? I think NWL did that for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it was a very. It was because it was so close. The thing with NWL is like everyone on the outside wanted the thing to fail. Right. And everybody that was involved in it, man, just like wanted nothing more than for it to succeed, just so so they could say fuck you to everybody else. Right. And it made everybody work that much harder, and like everybody like just was a tight knit just. I mean, there's, you know, it's wrestling, so there's always right. going to be whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, man, everybody was just, like, it was just a very cohesive, it was just a really cool thing, and I'm glad that it, even though it lasted, you know, what, 16, 17 months, I'm glad it came along. I think it, everybody that's still active that come out of that, like, if you were a big part of that, you're much better. You, you came of out of it. Yeah, oh, it's dude, way dude. better. No matter what your job was. Like, with me, I feel I'm a better promoter, booker leader of talent because of my time there and i feel for wrestlers most of them are better for the time they spent yeah, there's there. no doubt man like uh i loved it there oh well I you got know. paid to promote buddy <laughs> shepherd what's that you got paid to I promote did. you're right I got oh yeah i'm buddy shepherd oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. buddy yeah 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 but that was the thing about it man it was like, but it was like a it was literally like a us against the world type thing because so many people just Every little thing about it, people shit on. Every little thing about it. They, hey, you know what's funny? People it, still shit on it well, when they, they get the chance. They still, like, but look at little things. Like, um, some of that shit that NWL started to do is now being used by other places. Oh, yeah. On a much a, bigger. Yeah. Especially, like, Ring of Honor is doing a thing. And they didn't steal this from NWL because we never actually started to do it. And uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver did this. So, again, like, they didn't steal it from us because we never launched it. But Major was, like, real big on wanting to start that fan interactive mm -hmm. thing where fans would vote on matches and gimmicks. It was going to be a whole division in NWL. We never did do it. But now, like, Revolver just did that where it was, like, a they voted on gimmicks and then they'd fucking run the gimmicks out from the back and put them out there. Really, I think it's pretty oh, cool. That, you know, people had fucking insurance. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's like a big hot topic well, they, in wrestling. Uh, NWO offered right. fucking insurance. And, right. And yeah. there were still people who wanted to see it fail. Right. And, and if you and, did, fuck off. You see, like, A or AEW, they give insurance to their full-time guys just like NWL yeah. did. Uh, major covered even, like, if... Even if you were a part-time guy, if you got hurt on the show, mm -hmm. he fully paid your fucking medical expenses. Oh, yeah, he paid for... Uh, all the medical on Fitchit. Did, did he? Yo, did yeah, he did. You know that now. You know that for sure. I don't want <laughs> I, you yeah, saying it's shit. confirmed. I know. Evan, I know it for a fact. You know it for a fact. I, I don't want false information being yeah. spit out. Every time he got hurt, and that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Fitchit had a run where he got hurt. Good God, he got hurt on TV with a three-way with the on the Regals in it. Fucking five-year-old girl hurt him in uh, Wichita. <laughs> no, that wasn't true. That was, that was a big biker guy. Yeah, you got that one mixed up. Big biker just came in, just mollywhopped yeah, him, yeah. blindsided him. You know, but like uh, there's just so many, so much about NWL and like people's outside perception and that was wrong. That that was well, fully that, wrong. I mean, you know, here like I get major made a lot of mistakes and was way too arrogant. But he did a lot of cool. There's things that he did that people don't even like. I mean, he paid for he paid for a fan's wife's funeral and like didn't want it let out that he did it. He did yeah. that on his own because like you know it was a fan that comes to all the shows and he like out of the kindness of and, and just like everybody shits on the guy. Yeah. They, and then there's there's people who work there that still shit on him. Yeah. And you guys need to grow the fuck up and should go fuck yourself too. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. People whose rent he paid. Yeah. Like, who. What I never got about people, like, and I've said this on the podcast multiple times, like, 
people that were in my position, like people who were full-time salaried members of that company, and, and, you know, guys will hopefully go on to do bigger things. I'm talking about in this time frame from 2017, mm -hmm. you would have not been paid as much money as you were being paid there to go wrestle anywhere else on the planet. So to just be thankful yeah. for the 18 months that you... Yeah. Made a lot of money. For some people, it'll be the most money they ever make doing this. And here's the thing. If I want to be an asshole and be selfish about it, if Major wasn't doing this, he'd be in business. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> that, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's where mistakes were made. Too many people yeah. were making a salary. Right. And we, we, just... we cover a lot of that in our archives, uh, NWL Parts 1 and 2. You can go back in our archives, check that out. I detail all that out of... Um, what happened there but through that all going away relaunches anarchy yep. and which now you are the gateway heritage champion yep. uh tonight you face everett connors which if you win would be title defense what 21 which is more title defenses than anyone else who's ever held that belt a lineage that goes back 17 years this is your second reign yes so God, we have to go to old cage match and count how many reigns you had your or how many defenses you had your first run, which might be interesting to do. Yeah, I mean, man, it's probably like seven or eight, maybe. Probably, I'd say, seven, I'd say in the ballpark between anywhere between maybe six and nine, yeah, somewhere in wow. there. Um, but yeah, to go back and some of that shit's lost, but um, I might try to figure that out. So, you've had a ton of fucking classic matches during your run as champion now, uh, from Hollow Wicked to Gresham to Fred Yehi. Uh, you've had two or three with Parnell. Three, right? uh, Three matches, but two since I won the title. Well, the right, first yeah, one we had be, was... Yeah. Your only one, loss. Yeah, the first one that we had was right before I won the title. So, Oh, yeah, man. Uh, like As far as wrestling goes, just strictly in-ring stuff, this stretch has been by far and away the funnest. Yeah, and I feel like... For me, personally. Uh, you, you've you always had good matches, but I feel like tail end of NWL up to present day, like, you've just been having blow-the-door-down matches. So, like, these late NWL matches that you had with Thor, the long ones with Dak, mm. those are all fucking great. And now we've transitioned into these where, you know... I wish our podcast was bigger so I could because like the people we're talking to now are all people that know like, seen it already, <laughs> that yeah. know how good you are. But I've said this on the podcast and I'd say it to your face. I, I legitimately believe you're one of the best wrestlers in the world and I think you've proven that over your reign. So if you're someone out here listening that you know, maybe you should book this guy. Maybe. Yeah, and if you disagree with it, you can send all your complaints over to Hill Money Joe Vibe. There you go, Evan. Hell yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, this uh, this whole reign, man, it's been it's been fun. It, like, I like the fact that we added the rules to it. Yeah, a, a, lot, a lot of people bitch about the rules, but I think it also adds to. I mean, there's just a lot of things creatively you can just do with them. Right. And um, it makes the belt different too. Yeah, and, I mean that's the thing. And, and, and here's the, I mean, if we're gonna peel back the curtain a little bit. What's better than a fucking hill having rules and stipulations to his matches in a place well, that no really rules. doesn't have rules or stipulations? <laughs> right. I mean, it gives something even if even if someone is a you know quote I hate using the term smart fan, but if they're like a we'll say smart fan and they go well Jeremy Wyatt's a heel but he's a good wrestler so I'm gonna cheer him. Maybe at the very least they'll boo or root against you because of the rule set. Like they yeah. don't like the rule set. Yeah, I mean it's like, you know, it's it's you know like the, the Gage's promo at the end of the last show. You know, he's like, this place is called fucking Anarchy. You got a fucking pussy with rules. You know, <laughs> you know. Like, what a moment that was. Yeah, no, that was God super cool. It, that super was cool. cool. Like the atmosphere for that little moment was really cool. Like when I came uh, walking out, like you could just feel it. Yeah, it was like, all right, this is this is cool, man. This is really cool. And, uh, but I just think, uh, just having something a little bit different, you know, as far as it makes my matches different from everything else that's on the show too, which is something I, like, I always want to be, whatever's happening, like, I want to be different than everything else. That's why, like, I'll, if I'm usually on, like, a later end of the show, like, even just anywhere else, not even just here, but, like, I'll go out and, or I'll peek through the curtain and kind of watch the first couple matches just to make sure that 
I'm not trying to do anything too similar to what's going on already just because I, I want to be I want to be different than everybody right. if I can. You know? well, we'll have to talk later because me, me and Buddy are going to have a catch this, catch can classic well, tonight. We're going to make sure, six brawl, huh? yeah, <laughs> make sure we're not doing any of the same spots. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what, what month is this? October? So if you, you have to get to January, but if you're able to get to January 10th, you will defend the title against, against Nick Gage. Yeah. Um, we don't have to talk about it here on the podcast, but we've already had fans who have... Vader! Oh, hey, Gary. Good to see you. We already have had fans who have uh, wondered aloud, if you make it to that match with Gage, are you going to waive the rule set for that match? Hmm. I mean, let, I don't, let's... I mean, we could, we could think about this. I mean, so he's come in here, and he's beaten two pillars... Right, Warhorse and, and and Gary, in anything goes type matches. Right, I have successfully defended the title twenty times with pure rules. Right. Why would I change for why I'm the champion, right? Right. Right. So he's right. challenging me, right? Should, right? Shouldn't he have to beat me with my rules, or 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 could we look at it like this? Maybe, maybe, maybe I would just waive the rules and say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna beat him at his own right." Game. And I think because if I were to do that, what the was, fuck could anybody say? Well, there you go. I think that's what people are wondering aloud: is if you waive the rules and you can beat him at his own game. I mean, then I don't think there would be any argument. I mean, that would. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, you... and then, if he's able to beat me, then you got Nick Gage booked. I mean, he's already... Well, I mean, that's... We haven't... I'll, we, we are always honest with the fans on here, and we know we do not have a date confirmed with Gage beyond January, but I'm sure we'd work Well, that's out. what I'm saying, though. It's like, there's <laughs> like a loose... Like there's, the there'd be a loose agreement, like, hey... Well, yeah. I'd have to talk to him about that, yeah. but I, I'm just... We're just thinking aloud here that if you're able... Because you got to still get through Connor tonight, uh, your journey match. You get to pick your opponent, I right, do. for journey. So we don't know what that's going to be yet. So when's this podcast coming out? This won't. The journey will have already happened. So. All right. So <laughs> I could spill the beans of what's going on that night. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. I mean, Actually, well, I'll tell any you. of this we could be. <laughs> we could talk spoilers because these events will have all happened by no, the time actually, this comes well, out. Yeah, you'll you'll hear who I pick, but it'll be. Uh, It'll be someone that I have history with, and we have had uh, several very good matches. But, no, there's just, like, going, like, obviously, I have an idea where things are going. Yeah. But people don't. But I can say the story that's coming is very cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's already been lots of dips and twists in turns I think yeah probably took some years off of uh, some of these fans lives yeah, in that, yeah in especially that, after July in that July, July in that July and, man. and I think going forward it's it equally oh yeah it's gonna I mean, be it's I mean, great I mean, I mean not I mean just being I mean I could I could lose the title in journey right you know I, I could happen I could lose the title tonight yeah I could lose it to Mikey I gotta defend it like two or three times in journey before that show I could lose right. it on any of those shows uh, if I make it to Nick Gage, I could very well lose to Nick Gage, or I could get past Nick Gage. If I get past Nick Gage, then what the fuck's going to happen then? Like, right. you know, yeah, it's a uh, whole bunch of stuff. It's, it's. I don't. And know. I think that's what makes the belt neat is you have when you have multiple promotions sharing the belt, which we had three after tonight. There'll be two, but you have different style of opponents. For example, like tonight, you have Connor. Then whoever you pick in Journey, but then you'll have Mikey if you still hold the belt. Then, but then like there's all this mix, and if you look up and down the defenses, that's what's neat about it too. It's just a list of all different styles of wrestlers yeah. from top yeah, to bottom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's been fun too. Is just I've kind of adjusted my style to, or I've tried to to adjust my style to what everyone, because like I I. I mean, obviously, it's a pillbacked curtain kind of thing. Like, like I very, I care very much about making the person I'm working look 
great right. and look like they are going to beat me, look viable, right. you know? Right. I want every match that I have to be the match where people are like, oh, fuck, he's going to lose. Right. Uh, so I think it's just, it's been fun to, like, you know, you take a guy like Larry, right. who is just, you know, he's 350 pounds, you know? And then right. you take a guy like Gresham or Anthony Henry, or you know, there's just... All different stuff. And, and I, I think, a, like, a good, like... I don't know, example of how you're able to do that is back in July when you defended the belt twice, uh, Micah and Jay Fowler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That event happened the day before Circus Maximus. Mm -hmm. So, peel back the curtain, talk about, you know, smart fans in quotation marks. There's a good chance that some of those people that knew Anarchy existed, I'm not talking about the live band, but like the people of the world that know about both shows. They're at that show looking at that probably as well. There's no way Wyatt's going to lose to one of those guys. But we had a building full of people in Kansas City to believe it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean... It, and that, it, that's what's neat about and, it. And anyone yeah. of those people who knew the match... Yeah, I mean, they knew the match the next, the next night. Right. That had, you know, there was, like, a really good build for that right. match. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, there's a chunk, there's a chunk of people in there that know, like, oh, right. he's facing, he's going to be facing Warhorse tomorrow. Right. Yeah, as you said. And, e and even if they didn't know that right. I was facing Warhorse, they would have looked at where those guys were on the card. Right. Yeah. And been like, nah, this ain't happening. But right. then, like, they were like, holy yeah, shit. It this might is... happen. Yeah. And especially the first match, I felt that pretty well. But the second match with Micah, like, they were losing their minds like i mean yep. that that match was seven minutes of micah doing nothing yep. but kicking my ass that's great and that's a kid <clears throat> to put him over for a second on the podcast like looking at that kid back when he first started training in nwl oh, leaps and bounds, man. i i look i was like oh, i don't know like there's some people you look at and you just go well i don't know yeah <laughs> but he has improved immensely and oh, has yeah. turned into a good worker and that little tag team that they have there with him and Fowler mm -hmm. are fucking really good really yeah, good. it's it's funny how they kind of they spun that team basically off of that night yep. and that those those back to back matches and then after yep. that it, they just hey these guys are these guys are should be doing more than and I won't say just being in the scramble right. But the scrambles are set up, you know, to kind of showcase yourself. And, right. And, and and the thing is, nobody wants to be in the scramble forever. You know no. what I mean? It's like, it's something where you want to show what you can do. Or at least me, because I, I hate multi-man matches. Oh, like, me too. Show what I can do so I can get the fuck out of these and do all the <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, that that's the thing. Like, they, they parlayed that scramble into those matches into now a tag team and they've been well, but they're over and they're yeah they're suited they're super over as a team so well i guess in closing here uh let's see what else we pretty much cover a lot of any questions you have evan nope no nah, man you really you've kind of been quiet this podcast evan so uh well, you know, I've, I've come to the realization that these podcasts are not about me. About the <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, that's, we've hit a big-time milestone uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm turning a new page. All right. right that's, that, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate you sitting down with us. I guess we probably should go get ready for uh, Mega Ticket 2019. Bye. Goodbye. And that was our sit-down interview with Jeremy Wyatt. Uh, obviously, Evan was not there for that. Uh, he got he was got there a little late for PWCS. We wanted to make sure to knock out the Wyatt interview because we had recorded some audio months ago, and some stuff ended up happening where it kept getting pushed back. And by the time we could release it, like the audio was way outdated, so we wanted to get a new one with Wyatt. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, as you've probably seen on Twitter, I am terrible at not announcing matches. It's like once I get the graphics and it's all right there, I'm kind of like, what's the point of holding on to this and not announcing it to try and move some tickets? So I just go ahead and announce it. So, so far we have four matches announced for Gateway to Anarchy. Friday night, January 10th. Yes, if you're pay paying close enough attention... It is almost exactly a year from Gateway to Blizzard. Fingers will be crossed that that does not happen again because this show is stacked 
first four matches announced. Nick Gage versus Jeremy Wyatt for the Gateway Heritage Championship. Even if Wyatt loses the championship before January 10th, it'll be a triple threat with whoever the champion is. Gary J takes on Kurt Stallion for the first time ever in the St. Louis area. We also have the besties in the world versus Larry D and Big Beef. I think those guys are going to make an amazing bruiser tag team. And then just announced today, Warhorse versus the debuting Fred Yehi. If Warhorse is still the IWTV champion, that title will be on the line. Uh, tickets for that show are available now. GTA20 dot dot me uh front row is moving fast so if you want front row season tickets you will need to send me a dm uh and we can figure that out once front row is sold out for january i obviously can no longer sell uh season tickets for the front row um i think that's about it uh we have some Patreon content coming up. If you want to subscribe at Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash anarchystl. Tiers starting as low as $2. Content tiers start at $5. Uh, we always over-deliver on content. I think anybody that's signed up over there would tell you that. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's worth, uh, worth the few bucks if you have it. All right, yeah, I obviously did this outro by myself because we forgot to record one. So I told Evan I would just record one. He could throw it up. Uh, we will be back here on the public podcast in two weeks. I believe we are going to air our sit-down with Greg Jovi. Uh, we recorded on the way home from the last Journey show just to sit down talking about the final PWCS event. Uh, it's myself. Um, Evan, I think Shire weighs in. Gary's in the car. I don't know if he talks on that one, though, or not. But it's a fun little travel home podcast where, you know, we go into the last PWCS show. And uh, it was a lot of fun to record. Pretty sure that one is what's coming at you in two weeks. I will see you guys then.